0: There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi guys, this is Claire Kramer, a.k.a. The Great Glorificus, and you are listening to the Buffy Back Issue Bed.
1: Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue in the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach, and I'm Emily, and here we are.
0: Angel season 11.
1: Yeah, towards the end of our consecutive run that will be broken up by some other stuff. But, yeah.
0: So, let's... First of all, Buffy this season is broken into two six-issue arcs.
1: This is only a 12-issue season, and quite frankly, with Buffy, I enjoy it because it is tight and it is strong and, you know, the most worthwhile Buffy story worth telling as far as this has been in comics. And this is 12 issues, and thank God, because, you know, I might hate the writing, but at least I don't like the art.
0: So, Buffy got split into two six-issue arcs. Angel is split into three four-issue arcs. But because four issues seems like an awkward number to talk about, we're going to talk about six issues, and we're going to split it in half.
1: And not because we definitely don't want to drag this out more than we need to. Side note, that's kind of why we're doing it.
0: So, we're going to talk about Angel out of the past first.
1: Yeah. Um. This is written by Karina Becko. Do you want to correct my other pronunciation?
0: Bechko? Becko.
1: And... To her credit, I do follow her on Twitter just because I follow most of these people. She is an avid animal lover, and I appreciate the hell out of her for that. And she has a current book for Green Lantern coming up that's getting a good amount of hype. We'll see how that goes. But as far as this, I want to give a little bit of my review up front versus kind of the back end where we usually do it. What we have covered and what we have thankfully been able to cover based on kind of the time frame where we're doing it is we've been able to cut out a lot of the stuff that isn't good and also isn't canon and just been able to focus on, you know, canonical storytelling post-2003 Buffy. The stuff that we haven't covered, which I have no interest in covering because I've read it and it's not good and I've, you know, read a number of comics in my day, have you? Surprise. This is the first time, or I guess maybe second time of the high school year stuff, canonically, that this feels like a licensed comic book. Like you're dealing with people who don't really know that much about it and don't really care that much about it. And it doesn't make for good reading. It doesn't even make for like fun ribbing. Like, oh my god, this is so over the top. This is just bad. And I love this stuff. That's why we do this show is because I love it and I want to praise it. And I will lift it up and, like, you know, poke fun at the moments that don't work. But overall, we, except for the high school years stuff, we have kind of entirely dealt with stuff that works 95% of the time but might not five or more. But, yeah, this is, um, I don't know. Editing, writing, art, not done by people who have any reverence for the material. It's bad. And I am going to try and go through this and deal with it empirically and not... Try and dwell too much on certain things, but just deal with it as it is.
0: Yeah, all of our other arcs that we've dealt with have kind of, all the other seasons, have felt more or less like they're building one on top of each other, and that the things that have impacted the previous seasons continue to impact the current season, and this is the first time that it feels like a total break, like...
1: It's a weird standalone that starts bad and gets worse. Not this episode. I mean, it's horrible this episode, but it's going to get worse next time. So, yay. I don't want to dwell on the bad too much, but...
0: That being said, let's jump into it, shall we?
1: Boy, it's it's not good. Also, the sales were abysmal.
0: So, let's (coughs) jump into it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure more people will listen to this that actually bought the damn thing. Because, hey, no one bought this. Mm. Even hardcore fans didn't buy this. Everyone was like, you know what? Nah, not good. So, now that we've kind of... Taking all of the possible air out of this season as a whole. Let's dive into Angel Out of the Past, written by Krina Becko, and for this first part, art by uh, Geraldo Borge. Gorgeous. Or either, I don't know.
0: So we're going to start off with Angel and Fred.
1: So we see Angel brooding, staring out of a window, looking at a beetle. (gasps)
0: Gonna
1: be significant!
0: It will, actually. Yeah. Eventually.
1: And we see that Angel and Fred are back in. Dublin, Ireland. Excuse me? Dublin.
0: No. No, you're not allowed to say that anymore.
1: And your reaction when you first read this, you looked at (laughs) me and said, Is that supposed to be Fred?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I've been very spoiled by some really awesome likenesses in the past couple arcs. And this art style is less photorealistic. (laughs) And and... more
1: girl that is brunette.
0: So they're talking and Angel's having some nightmare issues again. Yeah. But... Super duper. We don't have anything mm. as fun as our behind it.
1: Yeah, we see a swarm of flying ants, a flower, Angel killing someone, a flower with teeth, Feed Me Seymour.
0: Very reminiscent of that.
1: You've seen that once. That was years ago.
0: I know, I remembered it.
1: That was like the first or second time we ever hung out, I showed you that movie.
0: It was neither of those things, but yes. Maybe third? Maybe.
1: Really early on.
0: Yeah, but I remember it.
1: Anywho, is it basically Angel has a vision? Is it from the powers? Is it from something else? Who the hell knows? Let's not deal with it.
0: But we do find out that they're in Dublin to try to deal with a spirit in a hotel of Angel's friend. We also never see the friend. But they're in a hotel and they're trying to deal with a spirit exorcism.
1: And a black swirly bit comes up on the wall.
0: I thought it was part of Angel's Dream. It's not. It's actually a black swirly bit on the wall.
1: Yeah, and there's some kind of like smoky Weird shadow Weird black smoke ghosts. that
0: can touch them. Like it's it has force behind it, but it's smoke. And they can touch the smoke.
1: Yeah, and Fred has a cube with her that can contain them. But once you know it, that's useless as hell and Fred becomes Illyria
0: to try and fight the smoky thing,
1: or Z. Fred becomes something. It's sure as hell not Illyria. Well, oh no,
0: it looks like Illyria. Let me,
1: let me deal with this up front. I'm gonna do a lot of that. I know some creators who have dealt with people approaching them being like, "Hey, you know, so and so wouldn't do X, Y, and Z," and they would go. Yes, they would. They did it on the page here. And that's kind of the predicament we're stuck with in this situation. Like, well, this wouldn't happen, but it did? It's just, unfortunately, ill-informed.
0: Yeah, so we've been playing a lot with the (laughs) rules, especially in the last season, where Illyria showed up with Fred and with the new magics and Magic Town and all that good stuff that they could... Fred and Illyria could kind of come to some sort of understanding within Fred's body. That Fred could control Illyria more or less unless she was scared or in danger. And that was kind of a functional thing. Like, I could live with that.
1: But Illyria shows up.
0: When Fred is not really in danger.
1: Yeah, and just it was like, hey, there's something happening between dimensions and barriers, and we have to go deal with this. Also, I beat up your smoky fog monsters.
0: Yeah, but they didn't go in the little cube like they were supposed to.
1: And they go outside to find a flower on the street, you know. That's
0: really gross and withered.
1: The most threatening of things, one random flower.
0: An angel's like, my dream. That's like my dream. Okay, so unrelated to all of this, When Illyria appears, she then very quickly goes away and leaves Fred back in her own body. And Fred doesn't have any idea of what happened with Illyria, except... Up until now, Fred has had a pretty decent understanding of what Illyria is doing while Fred is in her, while Illyria is overtaking her body.
1: And we're going to see that Fred remembers a lot about Angel next episode.
0: Right, but not this one. This one, she's like, wait, what just happened? Why was Illyria here? And so Angel has to explain it all to her, except it worked a lot better last season when Illyria and Fred had a decent understanding of what the other one was doing.
1: So Angel and Fred... Go to investigate Angel's vision, maybe from the powers that be, maybe not, unclear, never clear, kind of bad.
0: But continuing on.
1: And to deal with the images that they saw, they go to John Lane's church in Dublin.
0: Yeah, because evidently, evidently, I'm just going to ignore you. Dublin. Evidently, you're all done. Okay. You don't get food anymore
1: food <laughs> you're just gonna, I'm not be gonna feed food. you
0: but evidently angel knew this guy who was buried with a particular mirror bowl oh a particular bowl that could scry through time
1: neat because angel's vision goes through time
0: right angel's trying to figure out maybe where this flower came from and what his <sighs> visions are about so they dig up a bunch of graves
1: Fred goes into a wall, uses her smartphone as a flashlight, and comes out with the necessary bowl.
0: Well, we don't even ever see the grave that they took it from. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They have the bowl. And we don't ever deal with the grave thing again. So they take the bowl back to their hotel that they're staying at. Angel does some neat Skyping.
1: With Sophie and Lavinia, who look bland as hell. Like, Sophie and Lavinia are, like, the joke behind them is they are kind of smart, mystical, self-actualized women who put in, like, way too much superficial effort. And of this, they just look like, you know, people.
0: But anyway, that's kind of the least of our worries here.
1: Do you not agree with that?
0: No, I don't disagree with it. I just think that, I was going to say that for the art style, I don't think that they are, I think they fit in with the art style. I think that they are not what I'm used to, and that doesn't mean that they're bad, but that's just not the world that I'm used to.
1: And so Philly and Lavinia say that, hey, if you want to use this bowl's mystical powers, you actually need to fill it with some water so you can see visions inside of it. And while that's happening, the same whirly black poltergeist that Illyria beat up before comes back to the forefront, only to draw Illyria out where she beats it up, says the bowl is useless, and if they want to figure out Angel Vision, they need to travel through time, and if you think I am speeding through that... Blame the book.
0: Yeah. Also, a bunch of bugs came out of this really black thing the last time that we saw it. By the way, so immediately, Angel and Elyria time travel.
1: Here's the thing. Do Illyria, tell. Elyria's like, I have time travel powers. Angel's like, I didn't know you had that. And that's when I took a quick old stop on this tour of storytelling well to done. do some research. I went back to After the Fall. There are two instances of Elyria doing time travel with visions, once with Angel, once with Spike. It's also quite noted at that point in time, Illyria is kind of crazy and her power is all over the place. And then we have episode 519, Time Bomb, which I watched in its entirety to try and get some context about Elyria's time travel powers. I certainly didn't watch it because I was trying to avoid reading. Huh. I 100% did that. This is a terrible story.
0: definitely did, yeah.
1: I... Trying to be positive. Hard. Anyway. Illyria throws out a line to Angel that kind of disputes any sentient time travel. It's along the lines of, you know, you plucked me out of linear order and threw me into this broken timeline. What the hell
0: are you doing? Yeah. While it's very clear that Illyria perhaps has the ability to time travel, she certainly doesn't have the ability to control time travel. And that it's more like her dimension hopping can sometimes transfer into time hopping, but not we consciously. The, we, she didn't have that that ability, that power. We
1: know that she can slow down time within a respective bubble, but
0: And here's the thing, I'm not even that against her being able to time travel because it is close enough to everything else she could do, except that it has no <clears throat> establishing bits. I'd even be fine with them saying it's part of the new magic. That the new magic <sighs> could transform that particular power and it could shape it a little bit.
1: She just goes, boom, time travel.
0: Right, right.
1: And then they time travel. Immediately,
0: went. like there's <clears> no <throat> discussion about it. There's no like, hey, let me think about this or let's figure out a time to go or yeah. a place to go or...
1: There's a weird thing about a barrier of a dimension, so let's time travel. Great, super, ill-explained. Then that is this art kind of to a T.
0: So anyway, they time travel and... Angel asks immediately, where are we? I um, am
1: not going to take credit for this bit. Also a show I haven't watched in years, but it, it did stick in my brain. There's a Family Guy bit where they do some time traveling thing. They go, where are we? And they make It's like, oh, it's like the most like you know BS time travel thing. They'd be like, when are we? Mm-hmm. And they do exactly that here, and I just hate it so much. And also, you know, fair question, where are we? Because they travel back millennia. Also unclear if this is Earth.
0: I'm assuming it is, but
1: it's apparently Earth. But there's a bunch of demons that just speak English. Everyone does. It's
0: really odd.
1: You know what? Where are they? Kind of important. But Elyria's like, better question, Angel. When are we? And then she <laughs> <doesn't>.
0: <laughs> But then she doesn't answer it either. We still don't ever find Actually, out. Actually,
1: yeah, are that too. Right? Damn it, book. <laughs>
0: And so she's like, don't you mean when are we? And then she's like, I went back. It may have been a rounding error. We're back in the past.
1: So we went back to try and figure out your vision, but actually I got some things I got to deal with.
0: Yeah, so we go back to Illyria's past, which...
1: And then Fred shows up.
0: Just as a pause, I while I like Illyria, I'm not fascinated enough with Illyria's past of her being an old one to go back and deal with it. Also,
1: well, let us be glad that we skipped some of the IDW stuff that came out.
0: Illyria is an old one who is a goddess who has no, seemingly no remorse for any of her actions because she, being a god, does not care for mundane creatures, right? Oh, that's important. I'm not making this up, right? No,
1: no, no, no. This is a real thing. That's important. So Illyria turns back into Fred.
0: And Fred's like, where are we? What happened?
1: No idea. They're back in time. Which is
0: super irritating because I'm like, can we at least not repeat the questions? Like, can we just live with that you guys know what the other one's doing?
1: And they see a bunch of, you know, sad sack demons walking towards Illyria in her purest form back in the past. Martin McFly style. Gotta go back in time. Yes. Look, I'm just trying to quote Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, okay. Gotta go back in time. Too far. Because they see real Illyria and then, or I guess pure Illyria, and then new Illyria comes back into Fred's presence, so glad Fred was there for half a sec. Mm
0: -hmm. And she's like, you know.
1: Do you think they called me the Merciless in jest? And then she turns back into Fred. Good cameo.
0: Yeah. That's the other thing, is that the Illyria that I know, or thought I knew, would have stayed throughout this whole thing. And also Fred probably wouldn't have tried to push Illyria down in a situation like this because wouldn't you want Illyria at the forefront? Like Totally. I don't I don't get it.
1: And there's a bunch of demons who are running from Illyria and then Illyria reappears. Get used to that the
0: Which Illyria? They're running away from new
1: Illyria. We'll call her new Illyria.
0: Old Illyria and new Illyria. Illyria shows up
1: and she gives the basic gist of these were my followers and i blew up a volcano and killed them all and i'm really sad about it now
0: so let's fix that
1: because literally millions of years ago on earth something and have you ever known illyria to be all about remorse ever no okay great no you get you don't but let's shoot angel back in time to watch illyria Try and right a wrong. This is real crap.
0: Yeah, Illyria's like the future can wait. We have to fix my past first, and we have to fix this issue. So it turns out that there was a that she was beloved by all of her subjects, even though she sometimes killed them. But or often. But that all of a sudden one of her enemies appeared, and Illyria tried to fight off her enemy. The enemy kept eating her subjects and getting bigger and more powerful. And then it was so powerful that Illyria couldn't beat the enemy. And the only way that she could beat the enemy was by blowing up this volcano, which blew up everything else in this world except for Illyria.
1: Super. But she's real sad about it.
0: Yeah. And she was like, I frequently come back to this point in my mind. Why? I mean, yes and no, but you've killed a lot of people. And sorry that you ended up killing all the subjects that you were going to kill anyway at some point. But it just doesn't feel like Illyria. It doesn't feel like Illyria to... To admit that she was wrong about something. Yeah. As much as anything else, like, it just doesn't feel like her to be like, this wasn't a good choice.
1: And while Illyria is telling the story, a demon, one of Illyria's followers, shows up. He's like, hey, who the hell are you? And, you know, Angel's like, hey, we're just, you know, being about here. Also, this is New Age Illyria. Side note, we're not going to fight you. He's like, that's neat because I'm a pacifist. Mm -hmm. And while they're having that conversation, old Illyria shows up all bug-like and tentacly.
0: And she's very angry because their new friend was talking to them.
1: Yeah. So Illyria beats up the demon, tries to feel out for Fred and Angel, only to be called away by a squirre Squaree.
0: It's like a horn, like a hunting horn. calling.
1: that's a squaree. Yeah. Great. Not even good on and it's not even like a discernible horn noise. Well, whatever. Awesome. And Angel goes to their new demony buddy and who announces that she is going to the calling and then he passes out or dies. Side note, he passes out.
0: Doesn't die, but they leave him for dead anyway, just for good measure.
1: And Angel and Fred walk to the end of the cave to see Elyria standing up for the road, like, aha, oh, we have to stop her, only for Fred to turn into Elyria again, oh my god, this should be a drinking game at this point, only to punch Angel out and be like, it's my business to save the past from me.
0: Which then begs the question, why did you drag Angel here?
1: Could have done this any other time. You didn't need him. You didn't need these weird spiritual exorcism things.
0: And what she said too when she first dragged him there, she was like, oh, I must have accidentally dragged you to my past instead of your past. But then why stay there? Why not just go then to Angel's past, number one? And number two, why would you... I just don't get it. I don't get her trying to help Angel in the very first place because that doesn't seem very Illyria-esque. There's nothing that Illyria is going to get out of this.
1: Cut to the next page. Right after Angel's been punched out, he's up on his feet again.
0: And he's searching for Illyria. Literally
1: no difference in time.
0: Runs into a bunch of clans of these demons who are trying to run to the calling. There's some warring ones and there's a pacifist group. So Angel's like, look, everybody, don't go to the calling because you're just going to feed the enemy of Illyria when you get there. They're all like, what are you talking about, enemy of Illyria?
1: It's like, but we have to. We don't know what we're doing. Also, we tried to create a spell to, you know, make all of this violence end, but we just ended up making Illyria's enemies super powerful.
0: That was the pacifist demons. They're not very smart. But the other demons don't really listen to Angel either, but they don't bother him anymore. So Angel goes and hangs out with the pacifist demons for a little bit. Be like, what's up with you guys? And they're like, well, this spell went wrong.
1: And Angel rushes. He's like, you know what? Angel out for some reason. And he rushes towards the giant demon who's fighting giant Illyria and... Illyria and Fred's body, who's also doubling down on this demon. Old Illyria doesn't question this. She's just like, oh.
0: Small creature helping me. Great. Nito. Also, why would not new Illyria introduce herself to old Illyria? I don't know.
1: And Angel runs near this to help, you know, sway the fight. And instead, old Illyria uh, snaps his spine.
0: Something. And it literally then...
1: says snap as it hits his spine.
0: It does. And then old Illyria grabs a giant tree to use like a stake on him. But New Illyria comes and saves him from the giant steak tree.
1: I, again, I apologize for how frantic and disjointed this sounds. It's the story.
0: I promise we're not actually leaving pieces out.
1: Yeah, it, um, It sounds like we are. And Illyria speaks some kind of demonic language. Good, because, you know...
0: Old Illyria to New Illyria.
1: Not... English hasn't been developed yet. Mm-hmm. Though everyone speaks it. Throws this tree at her enemy only for... New Lyria to turn back into Fred, take a drink, I guess. Because, oh my god, should have established this ahead of time. Where they run away from the fight to pull out the bowl that they found to communicate with Sophie and Lavinia.
0: Yeah, because Angel's kept it in his coat this whole time, which is good, I guess. Good use of his coat.
1: I mean, we've already established that that coat can hold an entire sword undetected.
0: Yes, but luckily the water is very clear wherever they are, so they managed to scry... A message to Sophie and Lavinia, and it turns out that one of Illyria's demon followers has actually survived, or one of his descendants has survived all the way to the present day, because now it's Lavinia's new boyfriend.
1: Which I don't super buy, because these characters have been super shallow, at least, like, superficially shallow. Mm Mm-hmm. And to the point, like, especially, I think, was it Lavinia? I think we saw it had, like, more depth to her. But they've always been superficially shallow. And she's with this green demon with no lips, a third eye, and weird kind of boils on his head. And we're supposed to buy that Lavinia would be like, I'm all about that.
0: Yeah, it's odd.
1: I don't buy it.
0: And Angel and Fred are heartened by this sight because it means that they changed something. So somehow that demon exists right now. Where, you know, that demon didn't exist before. So, that's minorly good.
1: And Fred turns into Illyria again. Take a drink. And in this case, I'm actually going to. Didn't make the story better. And Angel confesses that the pacifist demons may have made Illyria's enemy immortal. She's like, oh yeah, I know that. That's why I set off the volcano. Super.
0: Then they it's the volcano. All right, we're on to issue four.
1: Yeah, we've been burning through this.
0: We really have been. Oh
1: my God, I'm looking at the timetable. Yes, we have. I know. Wow. I'm
0: really sorry, but even when I was reading it, it I was burning through it, and I was not reading it. Last, okay, the last Buffy arc that we read, I was burning through it because it was very compelling. This, I burned through.
1: Because it's you almost have trouble, like, paying attention to it like yeah great cool we're, we're doing a thing
0: just it's an odd combination of not a lot happens and what does happen doesn't seem super jointed to the other things it's like they tried to make the story go faster by cutting out some of the exposition is but it? at the same time i don't i guess it goes back to that thing you were talking about with buffy last time where it's the story to tell at that moment this is not a story that really begs to be told i know enough or about. or i Al- want to read but i know enough about Elyria's past that i don't need to go back and Help her relive it and, and change it. Like, I don't need that.
1: What the real bitch is, and you pointed this out to me kind of mockingly, 100% mockingly, actually, mm. is you went, this is terrible, but you are going to reread this for the rest of your life.
0: I won't. Side note. <laughs> I get to pick and choose what I like because I am not a completionist like you are. That's
1: just how I roll. And I. So I
0: will reread <clears throat> the good things and I will leave this to itself.
1: Yeah, I am stuck with this. I like being positive about this stuff. This book just doesn't have it.
0: I think it really just comes down to that, that kind of like the Spike Shoes story, I didn't need that story. I didn't need Spike to go find new boots and I don't need (laughs) Illyria to go back to her past. I'm not so desperate for stories of this world that I feel like this is something that needs to be there.
1: Starting issue four, the artist decides to change focus entirely by literally changing focus. Up until this point, uh, things have been pretty standard.
0: Like, land wise
1: Geraldo Borges starts using panels within panels to draw your focus.
0: It's kind of like picture in picture.
1: Yeah. Like, I only look at what he's trying to draw your focus to, and I ignored 90% of the art because he's literally drawing a panel within a panel that is designed to draw your eye. It's not drawing your eye organically within the page. It's just like, hey, look at this one specific thing. So, I don't know, bad call. Artistically interesting. Narratively... Dad. And he draws our eye to the volcano that's about to explode because of Illyria, and then does explode.
0: But evidently not to the same degree of, you know, total eruption that it did before, I guess.
1: Yeah. And while this explosion of lava is happening, Illyria's giant enemy that the pacifist made powerful attacks.
0: An angel is trying to reason with some of the demons and saying, Guys, you really you need to run away.
1: No one wants you to die. This demon's attacking, Illyria's got it, and I guess I got it too. Except Angel gets hit by it, and Angel getting hit by it makes it fall off a cliff. I, what?
0: It's, it's like he pushed it? I don't know. He didn't.
1: He hugs a tentacle, gets and it hit. It? No, he doesn't get he doesn't snap the tentacle. Something it, snaps. It yeah, the snap is the tentacle hitting Angel. Yeah. So Angel hugs it, it snaps him free.
0: And loses its balance and falls off a cliff.
1: So, yay? Good job, our
0: heroes. Into water. And so Angel is just about... Its
1: greatest enemy on this world that's 80% water? Woo.
0: So Angel and Illyria are just about to pat themselves on the back. New Illyria, sorry. For a job well done, when shockingly, the thing comes back out of the water.
1: I mean, not really. It It just kind of floats away.
0: Oh, wow. It's gone. It's done.
1: It fell off a cliff because Angel hugged it and said, You know what? i done
0: So anyway, so they're like, But the volcano
1: Only for, you know, old school Illyria, the OG Illyria, to pop up to get preached at by Angel. He's like, Hey, you don't want to do this, you'll regret it and Illyria in the tiniest little fonts, like, explain yourself, penny bloodsucker. Do I do
0: a bad thing? Should I correct that? Sorry. So, old Illyria and new Illyria have a discussion.
1: A real short one. Although, to this book's credit, this is probably my favorite moment. Okay. Angel goes, what did you tell her?
0: That I would rather not end up like you, full of regret, interrupted only by intermittent bouts of self-loathing.
1: You couldn't have pos- wait, was that a joke?
0: You think that two goddesses, or even one, would spend their time discussing you? Yes, Angel, it was a joke. Which is now interrupted by-
1: A uh, bur-
0: Not an elephant, just so we're clear. (laughs) Still not an elephant.
1: I did a trunk motion, though. No one saw it.
0: No one but me. It was still not an elephant.
1: Okay, you know what? For as bad as this book is, that was a good moment.
0: Yes. Yes, entirely. All right,
1: found a high point. Let's dive back into the low points. Nothing is prevented. The volcano erupts partially. Yeah, but then
0: Illyria goes to try to stop the eruption from happening, I guess.
1: And the volcano is somewhat quelled. I like using the word quelled. Okay. Do you not?
0: No, it's a good word.
1: Let's focus on words that are fun. Well, quell is a good word. This isn't fun. But
0: Illyria somehow like passes out.
1: Yeah. From the effort. Illyria has used all of her strength and power to close the portal. Old Illyria sees Fred, who is now back, take a drink. And she's like, oh, you will one day be by prison. Neat.
0: Old Illyria somehow makes new Illyria dormant. Inside of Fred.
1: I don't think that's the case. I think I,
0: th- I think it was because it was very confusing.
1: I thought that it was just Illyria used up so much of her power concealing the volcano that she was now burned up and will never be seen from again.
0: New Illyria put too much of herself into stopping the torrent, and old Illyria could feel it. So Fred comes back, and she's like, "Was I in a fight? Yes. It really bothers me that you don't know that now, but anyway." So then she talks to old Illyria. It's Bug-Lyria. very confusing and she's like well you are the cage that will hold me at one point so i guess that's fine you must be special and the illyria inside of you is gone for a while she has gone dormant she sleeps deeply and will not awaken until she is far from here Uh uh-huh I will throw you forward so that this vessel, my future home, may live. It has the wrong weaknesses to survive long in this time, but I suspect it is exactly suited to its own. But you must illuminate the path, Angel.
1: I'm not doing voice effects on this one. It doesn't deserve it.
0: And Fred goes, but wait a minute. I can't feel her at all. What if she doesn't wake up? Oh, no. Will we just be lost in time? What do we do then? And Angel says, wait, how do I illuminate the path? What am I supposed to do? And old Illyria just says, farewell, Angel farewell cage and then throws them into the time and that ends this arc.
1: In all fairness I do like farewell cage. Yes. I am going to do my best to point out moments I like in these.
0: Um I read- End a- of moments actually. I read we all of that two. dialogue out because I really struggled to understand what was happening the first time that I read it and I still am struggling a little bit but I would like you all to struggle with us. So that didn't make sense. <laughs> but-
1: All like how there is like Continue the plot because we don't have character moments here.
0: But they're now flying through time.
1: To solve Angel's vision that she knows nothing about.
0: Right. Now it's just Fred and Angel because Illyria is dormant and will not awake until she is far from there. I'm not sure if they mean in time or in space, but it doesn't really matter because the idea is that Illyria is gone for a very long time.
1: New Ark by Karina Becko. New art by Zay Carlos. Zay? Zay. Zay. I like his name. And then... Don't like his art. So... Sorry.
0: I opened up this new book because it's in a new trade.
1: (laughs) Illyria is gone forever. Panel one, Illyria appears. Panel... Awesome.
0: Literally panel two, Angel says, the first words in this arc are, Welcome back, Illyria. I was really starting to wonder. When were you wondering in that one panel that we actually see Illyria coming back? I don't, when did you have time to wonder? Really?
1: Because you're stopping there because, you know, you're stopping at a logical stopping point for a sentence. He goes, welcome back, Illyria. I was really starting to wonder, shouldn't I have said where, that is when, we have to go? What the hell are you talking about?
0: So Angel, if you remember from three seconds ago, Angel was asking old Illyria, how does he illuminate the path? What does that even mean? And then we literally turn the page and Angel's like, wait. I'm not doing my illuminating job because I didn't tell you where or when to go. But you didn't know how to do that, like, seven seconds ago. So how are you confused and or upset that you can't do what you made up? It's very confusing. And then all of
1: a sudden, they're on a boat, yeah...
0: It's not going fast, though. Yeah. Because they're on a boat going back from... Yeah, I'm going to
1: have fun with this at least.
0: It's going from Australia to England, Dublin, something. Long trip. Yeah. And uh, Angel's like, I recognize this boat. I recognize this place because, shocker, Angelus is on the boat.
1: And someone we haven't legitimately seen in the comics yet, which should make you excited, but it is a massive disappointment. Darla. Darla. I like Darla. I like the actress. I like the performance. I like the character. Boo hiss to this.
0: Okay, so first it off It is
1: quite a miss and I am a miss.
0: So first off Nothing. No. Okay. Uh when we see Darla, she is dressed in a very interesting style that is not known to any particular time period, which really bothers me. Awesome. It just does. It bothers me that it like it's meant to be a period piece, but there's no I don't know. It doesn't work.
1: And Angel and Fred, because Elyria was back just long enough to go, hey, I'm back, turns back into Fred, take two drinks. What do you call this, like, take a drink? There we go, episode title, take a drink. It was not found by a good place.
0: Anyway, keep going. (laughs) what you're saying. Fred's back.
1: Yeah, they dive down to the side of the ship to listen to Darla seducing an old seaman.
0: Because he evidently has something in his cabin that he wants to show Darla.
1: Some kind of jewel
0: conveniently we have angel who remembers all of this happening so we don't actually have to listen to it all we can just kind of listen to angels retelling him yeah he has something that um that darla wants to see so she's gonna try to seduce him but watch out because somebody else is on board
1: me so angel and fred climb back up the ship because they're hit by an errant wave that apparently only hits fred
0: Yeah, not Angel. And Angel's like, oh, I thought you'd be safer down here. Clinging to the side of the ship? No, shockingly, she's not.
1: And Angel's gotten a new jacket. I know we have a new artist, but stylistically, this is a massively different jacket. It's like Angel's like, you know what's really cool? Wearing a 1950s motorcycle jacket compared to my usual black trench coat.
0: Okay, here's the other thing. Is that Angel's like, we have to watch out for Angelus. Not that I expect him to remember every second of what Angelus has done, but wouldn't you generally have an idea of where Angelus was? Like, if he remembers this much about Angelus is going to go find Darla, then either he's going to remember if Angelus looked on the deck for Darla.
1: And Darla's about to lead this gentleman down to his quarters where he has some kind of jewel for only to be approached by dopey-looking Angelus, who, you know, for the sake of this story, has lost his Irish accent. No, really. We'll get there. Also, unspecified time for him. Yes. Side note, he should sound like he's Irish, or at least, you know, David Boreanaz's approximation of Irish.
0: It still doesn't even make sense to me why Angel in the TV show lost it, but whatever. So, meanwhile...
1: While Angel and Darla are talking about this man who's trying to give her jewels, Angel steals our, you know, old, gross-tasting sailor and brings him up to the crow's nest for reasons. He doesn't want him to die, even though he tasted gross.
0: Yeah, he like, he brings him up so that he'll save him. I'm not sure.
1: He just doesn't want him to die. And he's like, don't give that lady that jewelry. And Fred follows him instead. He's like, hey, Fred, he's gonna go get that jewelry. You follow him.
0: Not a great plan. Why send Fred to where he knows that the vampires are probably going?
1: And you know, the old man goes in, checks out his jewelry that isn't stolen. Fred breaks in after he's gone only to discover that it's a beetle, a giant beetle.
0: It's making noise, like it's moving, it's not just like
1: It's not jewelry, it's just a big ass bug. It's alive. Maybe this is supposed to look like the poltergeist from the
0: present. Maybe it's it's different.
1: But you know, the new artist things. And they steal the beetle.
0: They're like, maybe we're supposed to keep it safe. And then Angel's like, I'm going to go do some figuring things out. Fred, you stay here and put on some warmer clothes.
1: Only for Darla to walk in to be like, hey, what's in that box? Is it a piece of jewelry or a big old evil beetle?
0: And again, 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 why did Angel leave Fred, the person, alone with a weird beetle thing when he knows that there are two vampires wandering around the ship looking for that weird beetle thing. What else does he have to do other than, you know, keep Fred and the beetle safe?
1: Fred steals the beetle away only for Angel to show up in the background going, Darla, what's going on? In a perfectly American accent. Enough so that it confuses Fred for her to turn around to see Irish Angel. Angelus. Yeah, right? That's weird, isn't it?
0: It is weird. I actually forgot about the accent thing till you mentioned that. But yes, that's a really good point.
1: It 100% doesn't work because, you know, Angelus comes in going, Darla, what's going on? And Fred turns around and she goes, Angel? He's like, Angel? That didn't work.
0: No, you're thinking about it. Yeah. It didn't. But here's the other confusing part is that why would Angel walk in and say, Darla, what are you doing? When he knows exactly A, what she's doing and B... Darla doesn't know that Angel is there. Darla doesn't even know that Angel is a thing. She only knows Angelus.
1: The one with the angelic face. And they decide they're going to kill Fred and the beetle, only for Angel to show up, kicks the door down like the shadow. He's just wearing a bandana over his face.
0: Because why? I'm not really sure.
1: So they don't know that Angel is Angelus. The shadow knows.
0: Huh.
1: And the two of them... Start duking it out, which should be exciting, because that's only happened in Angel's dream before. uh uh-huh. But it's super boring and not fun. And Fred runs away. The old seaman tries to stop her, and Darla kills him.
0: She goes, I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah. And so Fred finds them another little cave. They go to look at the beetle.
1: Angel gets away from the fight, by the way. Yeah. Not shown, actually, on panel. No. And, once again, because I desperately want to give this book credit where it deserves credit, Angel feels a bit wonky, and we see that the lines of the panel become a bit wonky themselves to kind of coincide with this headache. So, credit where credit is due, because tough giving it to this.
0: So, they decide to scry once again to see if stealing the beetle has helped them or hurt them. They find some whiskey. They scry in the whiskey because they say it's definitely purer than the water on board.
1: They see inside of their clean whiskey that the f- weird flower that was on the side of the street is now, you know, more of an Audrey 2. Yes. I hope you know that movie slash play, because otherwise that doesn't work.
0: Right. The a flower a- with teeth. Yeah, big. It's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Things are not good. Feed
1: me, Seymour.
0: So Fred goes, guess we're not on the right track. Good call, Fred.
1: So this time traveling thing at random somehow hasn't worked out in your favor. Huh. Shocker.
0: But the old man comes back because evidently Darla didn't actually kill him. He steals the box from Angel, but then drops it. The beetle flies out and starts biting people in the forehead.
1: Yeah, it just stabs a but random... only
0: their foreheads.
1: It gets one of the random sailors who's on this boat because, you know, it's not a one-man crew. In the forehead, he says, Ow. And apparently...
0: It, like, swells up. The bite swells up immediately.
1: And gives birth to another beetle.
0: Very alien-esque, but very quickly.
1: Also killing him.
0: Yeah, like, his head explodes a little bit.
1: And Angel and Fred immediately start referring to it as being zombies...
0: Yeah, when it looks more like they're dead than that they're
1: Yeah, these corpses' over. bodies drop to the ground, beetles emerge from their foreheads, and Angel and Fred are like, oh no, zombies!
0: But- What? The, the beetles keep multiplying because they keep popping out of people's heads. Fred is in danger because she's a human, so Angel takes his little scarf and ties it around her forehead.
1: Angel can't be a zombie because he's a vampire, because these are zombies. And he also mentions that a pirate ship is going to arrive just for a pirate ship to arrive where Angel and Darla kill the entire crew and take over the pirate ship. And Fred's like, oh boy, it would be so fun to see a pirate except for all the murder. That's exactly what's going to happen.
0: Right. So Angel mentioned that a little while ago that the pirate ship was going to show up at some point. They go on deck to get away from the Beatles. The pirates are there. And Angel's like, I don't know what to do now because (laughs) last time we just... Snuck onto the pirate ship and then killed everyone.
1: Side of the pirates are just there for the whiskey. The clean whiskey.
0: Yeah, that's legitimately why they're there. The beetles are still multiplying and now they've started infecting the pirates. There's something's caught fire on the ship, so that's not good either. Angel keeps Fred safe by putting her forehead against him. And somehow that will keep her safe.
1: Well, they've just been eating the forehead, so that logically works. That's a tough word to say in this arc. I guess. Darla attacks Fred, only for Fred to turn into Illyria... Throw Darla and Angel into a rowboat and throw that rowboat deep into the ocean, only for Angel to go like, we're here to... Fi- she
0: throws Angelus and oh, Darla sorry. into the rowboat. Sorry, sorry.
1: She throws the rowboat deep into the ocean, only for Angel to go like, you just threw that rowboat out into the ocean. Two hours before sunrise.
0: And it has my old self in it. What's going to happen to me? And that's where we're going to leave you I on. was
1: waiting for you to do the thing you usually do.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: There we go. There it is.
0: Didn't really deserve it.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: Well, okay, because here's the thing. We know that the book called Angel, Angel is probably going to make it through to the next issue that's in the middle of this arc.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm all about... I'm actually not about this at all. I really don't want there to be stakes in any world that I watch, read, encounter. I really just want everybody to live happily ever after. But it bothers me when I know that there's a character that they're not going to kill off. They're just not going to kill off Angel in his own book in the middle of the season.
1: Be ballsy if they did.
0: It would, but they're just not going to do it. No. Also, Angel wouldn't end in such a anticlimactic fashion.
1: Yeah, this... Going into this, I have read this three times now. There's nothing redeeming about it, which is such a sad thing to say.
0: Okay, you know what, though? Credit where credit's due. I was very thankful to get back to Angel's story, at least, in these last two issues that we talked about, because I just don't care that much about Illyria's backstory. So at least Angel's backstory I care minorly more about, and so, sure, pop me on a random ship with Angel and Darla and Angelus, and at least I have some more characters that I know and can interact with. As opposed to the random demons and old Illyria.
1: Well, what I hate about this is I feel like it kind of reinforces the, like, kind of public consciousness of Angel, even though I'm sure most people don't care. Like, where Angel was always treated like, you know, second fiddle. Yeah. With that w- exception of that one season where it was just Angel on the air. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is the first time, you know, within what we've been covering within Canada, this feels like a licensed property, and that is not a compliment.
0: Here's the other thing, too. You always tell me that comics are all about status quo, that eventually you have to work your way back to status quo with all of these superhero type characters. That was but always, the...
1: I mean, Stan Lee's thing in Marvel.
0: Yeah. But the thing with these books is that they have always worked against that, that things have happened in past seasons that continue to affect current seasons, and they haven't made their way back to status quo. A little bit. I mean, we took magic out, we put magic back in, but but the It's big... not the
1: hokey pokey. It
0: kind of is, with magic. <laughs> but- this feels more like a filler story, like let me just plop something in there, like a Monster of the Week kind of thing. This is like a Problem of the I Week. I can
1: deal with Monster of the Week if it's done well. I like Monster of the Week. Yeah, but this, this is like
0: Problem of the Week, like minor issue of the week.
1: But it's not Angel as an acting character, Illyria does an acting character... They're going to act a lot less in character the next time. And I don't know the future of this book is like the sales were non-existent. Why would you continue the story? And I feel like it just shot itself in the foot. Yeah. I love Angel. And one of, I think my highlight for as much as I love Buffy season 11, I think my highlight of the comics is after the fall. And this is the opposite of that. It's not... I hate
0: There's no hate, deeper meaning. Yeah, I
1: hate calling something out for being as like negative as it is. I'd rather try and lift it up. That's kind of the point of the show. Like, hey, these comics are legitimate, these comics are great, they're a lot of fun, they move things forward. This is not that. This is nothing. This is not fun to read.
0: But do you know what a highlight is?
1: We get to do Buffy next week.
0: Yes, that was exactly what I was gonna say. Well done.
1: Thank God.
0: But I mean feel I'm sorry pretty... to harp on this so much. It's just Okay, this is in all seriousness. If you guys are listening and you you really did attach to this and you liked this story and you liked all that stuff, tell us. Tell us why. Convince us why this is awesome because Somebody read this and they were like, cool story. I really did want to know more about Illyria, not in sarcastic ways, but in real, real ways.
1: Literally, every single thing I saw online about this was negative. But so, I want, yeah. No, I it, want
0: somebody to come out with something like, <laughs> you know what? I think you guys are wrong. Please tell us we're wrong.
1: <laughs> Please be positive. I yeah, really want you to be
0: positive. I enjoy being positive. We haven't
1: read feedback out on the show. If you can email us in and tell us positive feedback for Angel Season 11, we will read that out loud.
0: Do we get feedback?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Weird
1: reaction
0: I don't know Sorry I don't read your emails I could I guess
1: Yeah this Seems like a lot of work If you like Angel Season 11 Please tell us why Because We're only doing it For one more episode And I Dislike it more Than I liked this Ugh
0: but anyway. That's not
1: why we do this show. I'm so sorry.
0: We do the show for positive things because we like to talk about how cool this stuff is. And this was not our favorite. But if it was not maybe your favorite, but if you enjoyed a piece of it, please tell us what you enjoyed. Please make us appreciate it. Where can you find us?
1: I'm so sorry, everyone.
0: Where can you find us to talk about Buffy next week? I
1: wish this was more positive. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, you know... Oh, just get a palate cleanser of good. Patreon.com slash EditorsNoteComics, minimum of a buck a month. Find out what we have to say about Buffy. We haven't recorded it yet, but I have good things to say. I love it. It's gonna be better. It's really good. It's really solid. Go listen to that instead. This was sad and negative. We're sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: We don't actually like to be this negative. It's not fun for us either.
1: I didn't want to read this. I watched an episode and read another comic for... <laughs> air quotes, research that I I already knew.
0: I literally put it off for four days.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Other stuff, regular internet dot com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes. Please rate, review, subscribe. Say that we're normally positive people in your reviews. That'd be neat.
0: We're sorry. We really didn't want to do this as negatively.
1: I just didn't want to do this. Which is so sad. That so rarely happens on the show where I'm like, I don't want to do this episode.
0: Oh my gosh, on a totally unrelated note, dear listener. Um, this week, the store that we have, uh the, flooded? well the store didn't flood, thankfully. The but town. the the town flooded, um, the parking lot behind the store flooded, the street behind the store flooded. Luckily the store is a, is a, a level above the flood. The flood. And so it was fine. But if you want something fascinating, look up Hollowell, Maine and check out some cars that didn't escape the flood and then got frozen in place in the flood. So (laughs) sorry, but fascinating and really cool pictures. Anyway, that was a side note, positive moment.
1: How's that? People lost their businesses. They lost their vehicles. And somehow that's more positive than this arc.
0: There are some cool pictures. Not in this. I don't think anybody lost their businesses. I hope not. I didn't hear of any businesses. Well,
1: through insurance. Yeah, there was a couple of bars that went down. We'll be back for an episode of building something up, elation, positivity, general joyousness, and a positive outlook to the future of this franchise. And then the episode after that, it's going to be worse than this one. Sorry.
0: We'll talk to you then. Bye.